Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the Brewery Overlook in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. I'm John Overall, and this is the WP Plugins A to Z interview show. And with me today, I have Seth Schultz from Event Espresso, someone I haven't talked to in years. If you want to hear the first interview, go hunt down episode 39 um, for the interview. It was way, way back in when this show was brand new. So welcome to the show, Seth. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you back again, especially since I recently rediscovered the uh, Event Espresso plugin. I hadn't used it for a good two or three years, but I ended up picking up a contract with uh, Garden Tourism uh, Conference for uh, British, for uh, actually the National Garden Tourism Conference. I just launched their website, but they really wanted to use Event Espresso. I said, okay, no problem. I said, make sure you buy the best license so that no matter what we might need, we'll be able to put it in there. And I was really quite impressed with how the plugins improved since the last time I used it. So right on, right on. I reviewed it in my last show. I re-reviewed it in my last show, episode 408, I believe, 409, episode 409. So last, oh, nice. week, last week's episode, nice. I, I re-reviewed the uh, plugin. So anyway, uh, you're here to tell us about your plugin. So tell us what's been happening with Event Espresso since the last time I talked to you. Oh man, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things have changed over the years. Um, you know, we've been you know keeping our head down. The we launched Event Espresso. Well, the the, the beginnings of Event Espresso around ten years ago, mm-hmm. and from there it kind of transformed into more of like a from from like a, a simple little plug-in for take if you're selling uh, tickets to single events um, into this uh, internationally. Uh, owner and, and used plugin that um, you know that that's capable of, of of selling tickets to you know the concerts and and conferences and you know everything else in between. So, you know it started off as a scrap as a as a as a registration system for my wife's scrapbooking business right and um we just grew from there and i think it was 2014 or 2015 we launched um we launched a, a software as a service platform called eventsmart right it's powered by event espresso and wordpress mm-hmm. so those people with you know those you know we have customers that that you know just aren't really technical um and they don't you know, understand web web development or website development stuff. So we made it easy for them to basically sign up, spin up a, a new website, um, and start selling tickets um, to their events. And so it's a it's kind of a service that's um, that's geared just for you know people that that want an event website but don't want all the uh, want all don't want all the hassle of, of registering a you know signing up with the hosting service registering domain names and mm-hmm. and pointing all that stuff and you know installing wordpress and that type of thing so whatever happened to that i do now that you mentioned that i do kind of recall mm-hmm. when that happened about that's about the time i quit using the plugin oh yeah <laughs> So yeah, it's still going strong. Um, you know, we've we've uh, grown um, substantially over the years. You know, from from our first 
from our first uh, when we first launched the service, you know, we we had about you know we're bringing in the, probably a couple hundred dollars a month or so, and now I think it's grown up to about ten thousand dollars a month. And mm, very nice. So it's you know it's not quite where um, Event Espresso is uh, based you know revenue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on a monthly basis, we we probably have about four times that revenue. Right. Um, on a month, but um, yeah, it's it's still going strong. Uh, you know, we have thousands of customers on on that platform now. Very cool. Yeah, so it's uh, so so it's tell helpful. it's very helpful. That's very nice. That sounds like an interesting uh, little piece of software. I just I vaguely remember it, and that was like I said about the time I quit using Event Espresso. But tell us what are tell us about the improvements in Event Espresso and how it's improved over let's just say the last five years. Oh yeah, so last five years or so, we've uh, you know we've uh, um, you know we we built the REST API, which was. Uh, you know, based on the WordPress REST API. Right. So our developers were constantly were constantly working with with the REST with the WordPress REST API developers. Um, you know, adding new functions. Um, you know, bring bring things on online, helping bring things on new functions and and features online for the gate for the uh, API. So that was a big improvement, which to our platform as well as WordPress, but to our platform, it, it meant that we can start doing um, things like, uh, you know, recurring event management, which we're still working on, but it laid the plat it laid the foundations for, for, um, you know, attendee reassignments and waiting lists um, within Event Espresso as well, because we had, we needed, we just needed, there was a lot of, functionality and, and stuff that was happening behind the scenes that needed to happen behind the scenes and we needed a REST API for that. And so we've been able to, um, you know, implement the REST API in, in a number of, of our features throughout, you know, Event Espresso. Um, we also rewrote our, our, um, our mobile apps in the last five years. So we've, you know, we've, we wrote rewrote the mobile app so they can use the REST API. And going forward, we're looking um, at starting to accept payments and um, or handle payments and registrations via the via the mobile apps as well. Because mainly they've been geared more towards um, more more towards like the event organizers mm -hmm. to um, manage manage um, attend thing so we're gonna bring we're gonna start bringing online you know bring online some uh, new features as far as like trying to do attendee registrations and stuff like that probably in the next year or two mm -hmm. um, once we get our once we finish up our, our other pro major projects like the recurring events manager and that type of thing okay well tell me a bit about uh, one of the features that I I believe my client really liked was the uh, ability to check in using the uh, website you know using oh, the yeah. mobile apps yep. something on there I hadn't I hadn't fully got my head wrapped around it yet because we're just getting fully launched but but tell us a little bit about that uh, feature of Event Espresso. Yeah, so the so the attendance you're talking about the attendance tracking and yep. checking people in. Yep, yeah. attendance tracking, so, checking people in. Yeah, yep. 
We uh, initially built um, an attendance tracking system within within the Event Espresso, um, you know, platform, which which um, we also converted into, or while well, we uh, kind of features and the same uh, APIs and stuff like that for our mobile apps. And so our mobile apps and, and so you can you can check people in, track attendance, um, update payments, um, you know, add additional attendees and stuff like that from the event of Espresso interface. And then we're going to and then with our with the mobile apps, as I mentioned earlier, you can do you can do much of that stuff like with attendance tracking and, and viewing payments and that type of thing. And then, um, have they have have they looked into um, like the attendee mover and, and add-on or with the attendee mover? Stuff, um, yeah, uh, th at all? that was that was it. But the, it's not needed for this particular conference because okay. it's, they they sign up, they get the whole thing or nothing. So it's it oh, was right just on. the one of the nice features of it was the ability to set you know because like most conferences they have pre-sale prices and then they have. A price that goes up dramatically as you get closer to the date. It was the ability mm -hmm. to build all of those items out so they're already there on the website, and then all right. they set them as these ones don't go on sale till this date, and then when the new price goes on sale, the old price goes off sale. So oh right right you know, yeah get, that's get, all that's all automated within yeah Espresso. We call that the uh, early bird registration type of feature. Yeah, I guess um, well, that that's what it, that's what it would be. Okay, yeah. And we also have a, a flexible payment methods add-on, which is um, say if you're say if you are kind of uh, you know running events for different people, okay, for mm -hmm. example, and say you know John um, is running events on you know on a you know his friend's website or something like that. So his friend's website is, is running Event Espresso. His friend can actually put in John's payment information, or you know, PayPal information, or Authorize.net, or Stripe information, uh, API access, and you can you can sell tickets from your friend's website and collect the payments. Oh, really? Is that, yeah. I so hadn't I hadn't, disco I hadn't discovered that feature. Call. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that was kind of an exciting feature. So it basically allows you know. Allows you to assign a payment gateway or a, a, a payment method yeah. to an individual event. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually <laughs> very nice. Yeah. So that's that, been uh, that's been very helpful. That would allow uh, you to customers. almost run your own meetup type uh, website with uh, sales to tickets. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. From so multiple those, people. I mean, we've we've have a we have a whole bunch of stuff we've been working on over years. It's, it's it's crazy. Well, it sounds like it's come a long way from what it used to be. And uh, like I said, I was thoroughly impressed when I set it up. I wasn't I wasn't overly excited when they wanted it because the last mm -hmm. time I'd used it, it was so hard to get. Just configuring right. it was configuring it was a challenge, and I wasn't right. overly excited. But I hadn't looked at a full paid version in a long time. And as I got into it, I was like, wow, this. They they've made it more intuitive. This is actually more usable, and right. so so yeah, I, was, we, uh, I was really quite impressed. We brought on developers over time that just you know when I first started it, I was kind of I was thing, you know, websites. I've been developing database projects and stuff for for a number of years, but 
when this thing started growing, when this project started growing, it just kind of took took my, took me by storm. And you know, for a while, I was just you know overwhelmed by love. Was trying to probably not making the best decisions and stuff, and I didn't have, you know, I was I was basing most of my decisions off of what customers wanted, basically at the time or what they were asking for. Right. So over, you know, over the years, we brought on, you know, a number of developers, and and the developers had, you know, brought up questions. Well, what about this and that, and you know, they they've been thinking heavily on, you know, architecture and all that stuff, and so having experienced developers, you know, writing object-oriented code, you know, and familiarity with like, you know, the inner workings of WordPress has been, has been a substantial, has been helpful in making substantial improvements to the, to our, you know, framework and our, our, uh, our plugin over the years. Yeah. Well, you briefly mentioned before we started the show that you guys are celebrating your 10-year anniversary. When right. exactly is your 10-year anniversary for this? So I launched the original plugin on WordPress.org um, on what was it, April nineteenth of two thousand nine, I believe. Ah, so you just passed ten years now. Right, right. Just past ten years, and so <laughs> it's uh, it was a totally the plugin was told was named something totally different, mm. and I had spent like three months working on it, and you know pulling out my hair, trying to get connections with PayPal, working back then, and yeah. authorized.net. Oh, yeah. Crazy. A little more challenging back then. It's gotten easier. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has. You know, thank, thankfully, you know, like Matt Mullowig and, and others pushed through with the, with the REST API, mm -hmm. which has saved us, you know, a lot of time having to rewrite, you know, or redo things and yep. do things like... I'll give them credit. Yeah. That was definitely one thing they did right when they when they when they pushed that one through right right so yeah that one there that one there is good so tell us uh you know you you alluded to i'm not gonna make mention you alluded to uh how you've been overwhelmed with uh some problems from google seo over the last year and that some equity mm -hmm. firms are, have been knocking at your doors in the information mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about oh that. yeah so i guess i can start off with the google seo um you know, Google has made made some substantial changes over the last, you know, six, five, five to six years or so, and they keep making more and more. And so, um, you know, we found that what we were doing was uh, going through and, and updating titles and, and descriptions and stuff like that through our, through our website and come to find out, um, you know, there was a Google, there was some change in Google. And so our, you know, our titles were not working well and our, you know, some of the, some of the uh, meta content wasn't working. So we've been going through the last year and fixing all of that stuff and changing titles and, and stuff. But it's, you know, it, it, you know, we, it took about six months to a year before those start, before, before those changes started negatively on Google. And so now we're, we're playing this game where we have to like, you know, go back through and, and up, get back up on Google's, you know, Google rankings and stuff, which is helping. We've, we've been working, you know, we've been working with our sales department and stuff like that and, and, you know, optimizing pages and stuff. So we're finally starting to come back around where I think, you know, probably our next step is going to be, you know, 
rewriting much of the uh, website and stuff to make to improve things and make content a little easier to find. Um, so it's kind of projects. It's like one of those one of, one of those things that's hit or miss. Okay, so you know, you're always so this is this is a problem with your website in Google and not the plugin in Google then. Right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, now, so I, I was wondering if it was, you know, it's like, is the, has the plugin been having some issues with Google? But no, it was your website. Okay, that makes a yeah, lot more sense to website, me. Yeah, I, you're good with the with the plugin. We have data schema, uh, event schema, and all that stuff. Uh, schema.org. Yeah. Um, plugin and stuff. So, um, some of our, you know, on on our on our website though, um, you know, we we hadn't been keeping up with some of that stuff, you right. know. And it was we were so focused on improving the plugin and stuff that well, it's like the used car, used car, the <laughs> used, the mechanics car, you know, you 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 never get on. It's like it's like my own website. My own website is so poor. But yet I produce yeah. these beautiful creations for my clients that function beautifully. But I have my own problems because I never get to work on my site. That's how it goes. Yeah. What is it? The cobbler's shoes. Or yeah. the... the cobbler has no shoes. The the yeah. plumber has no pipes. You know. Right, right. It, it, it goes with whatever trade you're in. Yours is always the last one to get done. Exactly. Exactly. So, so tell us a little bit about this other thing about the uh, equity firms knocking on your doors. Oh yeah. We've had a number of uh, equity firms knocking on the door recently. Probably, uh, you know, we were we were actually in talks with, you know, three three of them, um, three different ones over the. Most recently, we were in talks with with some. I can't really give out names. No, don't give us names that. and information. Just you know, give us a little bit of story here. It's always yeah, nice so, to see somebody who who gets this happen to them. Right. Right. So. Um, you know, we one of the private equity firms reached out to us, and they were they own a group of businesses, to events and registration. And some of these businesses, you you know, you might have heard of or yeah. done business with at some point. No they focus on, you know, like uh, education, um, you know, type registrations or you know one-time event registrations, and a lot of you know, for like schools and, and universities, types like that. So they own a number of businesses um, around, you know, in the United States and other elsewhere. And so they, they were, it was pretty, you know, it was, it was pretty, um, what do you call it, enticing. It's pretty enticing to us to be part of this, you know, bigger, bigger corporation or bigger, bigger type of, uh, you know, um, I guess, I, firm or something like that that you know specialize in this type of thing but you know when you get down to it you know and you you they, they we had an offer come in which was you know multi-million dollar offer and but you know when we start looking at it you know if we if we keep going where we're going and doing what we're doing we'll be able to make as much revenue they as you know as much profits and revenues over the next 10 years as we would by signing up with an, with one of these organizations. Right. Um, and, you know, at the end of 10 years, if we just continue to do things our own on our own and, and focus on our products and, and, and stuff like that and our, and our team, you know, making sure we're, our developers are, you know, are happy and stuff like that, we'll, we'll, 
in 10 to 10 years, we'll make as much or more as what they were offering. Plus we would still own the business. Right. You know what I mean? And they were, they were offering us, you know, what they think we would make in the next, you know, as revenue wise mm -hmm. in the next two years, you know, as a one lump sum. But when you get into the details, they only want to offer you that sum upfront in cash and then equity as you know and you know take equity in the company and they promise you that you your you know equity in the company will probably grow 100 to 150 percent in the next three years yeah. and stuff like that but then we then when you start digging deeper and, and you start asking questions they they there's, there's all these stipulations and these these um you know, these these roadblocks basically to getting to that level where you would actually get the the, the equity that they're promising so you would get say you get 50 percent equity or 50 percent of the initial offer say we'll just throw out a million dollars so right. say if you're if they value your company at a million dollars they give you five hundred thousand dollars cash up front and then they keep the other five hundred thousand dollars and then and you can only get that out at the end of like three years based on your revenue goals and projection based on your revenue goals that they set which are basically based on projections right you know what i mean so it's it just doesn't make a lot of sense if you're if you're profitable mm -hmm. and you know you have a good team and you know you have a good customer base because it you know as long as you keep those three things in in sync that you know you can you can pretty much you know go above and beyond what what you can do you know what i mean but they're they're mainly targeting cus you know companies it seems like that are probably where they can make a quick buck yeah well that's kind of cool i'm glad that you guys are keeping it to yourselves i'm gonna have to wrap it up here though and uh thanks a lot for that info and uh this is the point where you get to plug where they can get hold of you get hold of your plug-in everything else all right thank you john for having me <laughs> so once again my name is seth and i'm from event espresso you can find our 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 event ticket plug-in on wordpress.org under Venespresso. Just search up Venespresso, or you can come directly to our website, which is venespresso.com, and um, mention mention this podcast, and we'll throw in a 10% discount for our 10-year um, anniversary. <laughs> there you go. I'll make sure that gets into the show notes, too people that they got to listen for the for the discount <laughs> all right well thanks a lot don't run away on me we're just going to play the closing credits and i'm gonna let my girl take us out of here reminders sure, for the you. show all the show notes can be found at wppluginsa-z.com and while you're there subscribe to the friday newsletter for more useful information delivered directly to your inbox wp plugins a to z is a show that offers honest and unbiased reviews of plugins created by developers because you support the show. Help keep the show honest and unbiased by going to wppluginsa-z.com slash donate and set the donation level that fits your budget. Help us make the show better for you by subscribing and reviewing the show at Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and in the iTunes Store. 
You can also watch the show live on YouTube. Check out the screencasts and training videos. And remember to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of all new videos. Also, follow the show on Twitter at WP Plugins A to Z. John can be reached at his website at johnoverall.com or send him an email john at wppro.ca. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is copyrighted by johnoverall.com. So until next time, have yourselves a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be out there on the globe today.